everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpinito, your features editor. Andrew Rotten, editor-in-chief. Rutledge Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stretch, cat editor. Cat editor, because everyone's been playing Stray. We're going to be talking, we're going to talk about Stray later in this episode. <laughs> that was last week, and I I'd pr- I had made an explicit promise that that was the last time I would bring up Kitten's game in, in the show. Good, so. you, I don't want you to hear you talk about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll talk about the other kittens game later in this episode and also Power Wash Simulator. But first, let's get into some news. Minecraft isn't going to do NFTs. They're doing the good thing and not putting NFTs in the video game because, quote, we have these rules to ensure that Minecraft remains a community where everyone has access to the same content. NFTs, however, can create models of scarcity and exclusion that conflict with our guidelines and the spirit of Minecraft. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Someone... feel like this is more that Microsoft realized that NFTs are not going to be a thing. Because if it was going to actually, if they're actually going to be a, a, an actual thing people are going to do, they're not turning down all that money. Right? So you think if... A big part of it too is they basically said like you cannot develop anything that's NFT for Minecraft, whether it is an NFT or something on blockchain technology. They're just like, yeah. nope, none of it. We don't want any of your scam. Right. But Otten, you're asserting that if public reception NFTs were better, Absolutely. they'd be like, yep, yeah, Microsoft, my, uh, Minecraft is NFTs. a business that makes uh, like a trillion dollars. Like mm-hmm. they're one of the biggest businesses in the world. Of course, they're going to want to make money. Like, so if, if NFTs did have good public perception and they were actual, like, okay, this is going to stick around and be a functioning thing within society now of some fashion, like games and otherwise, there was, there's no doubt that they would have tried something. Mm. For me, maybe I'm way too fucking cynical and jaded, but I have a hard time believing the benevolence of a big company. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, as much as Microsoft has gotten a lot of good press, you know, around Game Pass well, and all they're that. They're very like, smart about how they yeah. they market themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're taking a brave stand by saying we will not put NFTs in our video yeah. game, right? <laughs> yeah. It is a big deal. I don't want to doubt, but it is a big deal because they absolutely could have exploited, you know, younger folk if they wanted to. Yeah, because I think that's the other aspect too, right? It's like Minecraft is one of the most popular games out there, but specifically with kids. Yep. Kids who do not yep. make their own money. Kids who could very easily be exploited with NFTs, right? Like, Which is the whole point of that platform, and it has been since day one. It's just quick oh, yeah. money grabs, no concern for anyone else. NFTs are scams, man. Yep. yep. So All my not implementing gone. NFTs at TechRaptor? No, no fucking thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another part of this too is that I know Microsoft is, they say they're concerned about fraud as well, which makes sense. If you followed any NFT news since like <laughs> the beginning of NFTs being newsworthy, also, there's a lot of fraud that goes on. They gotta be it. worried about some art heists, some heists. People are gonna break in and steal the NFTs. There's literally a website called Web3 is going just great. Um, <laughs> and it is just every day there's two to three new news stories about some scam in the blockchain or under NFT or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's funny. We were and- talking about this before the podcast. The very first article is from 
today about the um, NFT that our uh, good friends over at GameStop decided to uh, allow be minted. Um, oh, the one with the astronaut? Yeah, that one's really cool. I want one of those. Yeah. Because we're going to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called The Falling Man, which is also a um, a reference to 9-11. Wait. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's the same there's, name There's everything. literally a photograph uh, uh, that was uh, taken. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is beautiful. Yeah. This is art. Yeah. You know, I love that we linked that in our Slack chat, or like literally an hour ago from recording. And you, I, I wouldn't pay attention. I saw some link to the Falling Man. I'm like, why the fuck are we talking about 9/11? Like, what the fuck? And <sighs> so I didn't look into yeah. it. But that yeah. is like, yeah. oh, that's pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. fucked up. It, it's even named the same thing. Like it is. Yeah, but isn't the description just some sort of like? like description of the nft it doesn't even it's not even somber in any way it's this one probably fell from the mir station the mirror station it's like really God, look at how shitty it's legitimately no, identical didn't. to the the photograph taken on 9-11 yeah. like mm-hmm. unreal yeah, big, it's big going game for moves there. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's GameStop's less really healthy, and all you diamond hands out there are gonna get your pay. Don't worry. Because I mean, isn't this like after they closed a bunch more stores and laid off a yeah, bunch more people? Yeah, they've laid off a and... bunch of people and stuff, but that's a sign of a healthy yeah. company. They right. they laid off a whole <laughs> bunch, but it it specifically came out that absolutely no one in the NFT department um, was shifted at all. Yeah, yeah they well, fired a the bunch future. of people. Our colleagues at uh game informer, game informer included yeah it's sad mm-hmm. and then is one of the best and they launched their nft platform days after those layoffs yep. and uh yeah it's going great it's going well, they had going real great they had to get this falling man thing out there yeah you know? it was you know they they're sitting on gold they knew it so they had to right <laughs> can't just let it burn their pocket can't just let it sit there yeah, yeah um, exactly. It's just money on the table. Ryan Cohen's yeah. got all your guys' best interests. He's going to make you rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, in light of all of that sort of stuff, I think it's uh, it's not like that brave of a stance, but it is nice to know that Microsoft is saying we're not going to do, we're not dealing with NFTs or the blockchain in one of our biggest games ever. Yeah. Well, I, it's, yeah. And that, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Microsoft's fucked with NFTs anywhere on anything. No. No, I wouldn't be surprised no. if they take a stance on just we don't want it on our platform, period. Yeah, like no Halo Infinite NFTs, yes. no grounded NFTs. That would that would be awesome to have such a major player as Microsoft in like in the techno sphere. Just be like, no, fuck off. Yeah, um, that would really, I think, rattle rattle some people who are thinking about getting into it. Is it like, oh, it'll be great. Everyone will be doing it. It'll be the future. And it's like, well, Microsoft, one of the biggest fucking corporations said, no, it's a scam. Hopefully that will that will shock some some wannabe NFT bros out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's so funny on on TechRaptor because Twitter is just filled with NFT bots. If you like if you like if you the <laughs> listener at home was to pull up your phone and tweet NFTs are shit, you would probably get likes, comments, or retweets from NFT bro accounts mm-hmm. that are just set it's to funny. like screen for the word NFT. So we'll put out articles specifically shitting on NFTs here at TechRaptor. 
and we will start getting retweets like crazy from different <laughs> um, accounts promoting, you know, their own version of the blockchain or whatever. And we don't get any views from them because all of those accounts are dead. So yeah, it's just like it's, well, it's no. not real. They weirdly follow you, and we've had one writer he'll get like just spanned with DMs of people talking to him about the NFTs. Yes. Oh, good. It's just a scourge. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. We mentioned the my if if Microsoft took a stance, how big that would be. Steam has taken a stance, um, but oddly, yeah, they have their own NFTs already. Yeah, TF2 hats well, and shit. That's fair. <laughs> well, they've taken a stance against blockchain games, and I guess there's one. Uh, Joe and Don posted an article about it earlier this week um, about a third person MOBA called Fault Elder Orb. It's going mm. free to play, and its economic system includes blockchain technology, mm. which is interesting how it got through. If Valve is truly um, anti blockchain, while uh, what's his name from Epic Games, the owner, Tim uh, Sweeney. Tim Sweeney. I was going to say Tom. That's completely wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Sweeney was tweeting that you know we're not going to prevent anyone from utilizing blockchain on the epic games platform um so it's it's kind of interesting to see the different dynamics within the industry and who's willing to shut this kind of stuff down and who isn't wait until apple comes out with some sleek like art house nfts that's what's gonna happen well they're not gonna be sleek anymore because apple's parted way with Johnny true. Ives. That's true, actually. You're so right. So we might shit. we might be getting the click wheel back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning compatible click wheel coming to a tablet near you. <laughs> now coming to the Apple VR headset that's still totally on the way. Oh God. Please no. No, that's I mean that's probably Don't forget they're making oh. a car also. Yeah. Oh my god, a click wheel. You don't have to turn the steering wheel anymore. You just <laughs> click wheel to <laughs> turn left or right. <laughs> it's just a big click wheel that you used your pole palm to. Oh my god. <laughs> god, that would be challenging. <laughs> yeah, it would be. A, a touch but... control steering wheel might just be the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> That's like the death of humanity right there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Look for gross. it on a in a Tesla near you, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I think this whole Microsoft no NFT thing is good, even though it dashes my dreams, of course, of buying a Halo NFT gun that I can then carry over to Minecraft and then grounded, which is such a shame. But of course, like, I guess I'm willing to make these sacrifices for the for the sake of the world to be a better place and not be an NFT filled nightmare. And also the fact that it's just not possible. Of course, no, the, don't don't say that. You're ruining my dreams, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> my hope, my hopes and dreams. To you and our one listener that uh, cares about NFTs. Thank you. Speaking of um, dreams that are misguided, um, Platinum Games is gonna hire a thousand more people across a bunch of games that they're working on. Um, Scale band will come out it- eventually. <laughs> then microsoft will release that as an nft sure sure before we move on i do want to say i there has been talks about one of their next projects being with xbox if they bring scale back scale bound back i'm going to be so excited that game looked good i can't imagine I, i still don't understand why that was canceled probably some interpolitical something 
sure yeah, weird both, corporate nonsense both sides were very amicable at the time as to the way that it went down like no one was particularly like quiet or aggressive at all everyone was just like hey you know like it was going really well and it just you know it didn't pan out and then just move on it's like mm-hmm. okay then that's a bit weird like i kind of i almost want the the twitter flame war to figure out what happened but it, well, it may I, be coming back yeah i mean i we wonder what did happen there because i feel like platinum recently i guess in the past like five six years they've been kind of on a on an up and down trajectory right like yeah. some of their games are like really good like bayonetta like i expect bayonetta 3 to be really fun right mm-hmm. yeah. but then they come out with stuff like babylon's fall mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like hmm like it, it it almost when you think about that makes you wonder like does Scalebound just did Scalebound just play well in trailers, but then there was something behind the scenes where maybe it didn't actually play well, you know? Um, well, I think. But, I mean, lucky for Platinum is that I think that all of their games play well. I mean, not mm-hmm. that they normally stray too far from their like core combat style. Um, that there must have been something more happening in the scope with like getting the dragon to work properly or evolutions and this and that. Yeah, yeah it could have just been um, scope creep or... Mm. There was yeah, a worry was that a, it wouldn't get to the finish line. Back then, it was a different Xbox Studios, too, in terms of how they True. approach stuff. Right. Um, so, who knows? Probably a little more yeah. ruthless back then. Is there a way that we can have the dragon watching NFL using Cortana? Is that possible? Can we do that? (laughs) The dark days of Xbox. Those are creative differences, right? Character whip out a Surface Pro and use that. (laughs) See, it's funny you say feature creep though, right? Because I'm think I'm I'm looking at this this like headline. They want to hire a thousand more people. Well, is it a thousand more or get up to over a thousand? That's what I'm to, trying oh, to, to expand out. its workforce to more than a so. Thousand. What if they're at like 850 okay. right now? And you're like, oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're like 975. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they they want to expand to be over a thousand employees. Yeah, it's a milestone. It's yeah. a lot of people. It's a big company. Yeah. As long as it's well, not good. adding a thousand employees, because then you get a new a whole another uh, telltale scenario. Yeah, because I mean, they are working on multiple games. You know, it's not just like the one or two, right? Like, I mean, I know they still have some sort of crew yeah. keeping up with Babylon's Fall, right? And then Bayonetta 3, obviously. Yeah. I know. <laughs> obviously, the final polishing, you know, finishing touches or whatever they need uh, to do on Bayonetta 3 before it comes out in October. It's wild. Yeah. And then there's like that Project GG thing. And I think they announced like some other game back in February, if I remember right. Like, Probably. I, like they're working on a project. Maybe. Yeah. That might be the one that, that is rumored to be uh, in production with Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. Just taking a look, because I was curious. If you look at Platinum Games, games that come out, the ones that people are like, hey, this is pretty good. There's a there's a common thread between them. Hideki Kamiya? It yes, it's, it's Kamiya. Kamiya. <laughs> it's Kamiya. It's Kamiya, yeah. <laughs> The ones that 100%. don't have Kamiya on it are like, oh, this is the bad one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because he's yeah. he's like the guy. He's the Bayonetta guy. He, also, I think if he worked in nobody, DMC, right? Yeah, if nobody follows yeah. his Twitter, it might be the greatest on all of Twitter. 
He's pretty good. He's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And, and oh, he didn't he also do Wonderful 101? Was that him as well? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just if you put him on everything, then that's right. They needed to you take got a good the game. Square Enix approach. Like they just <laughs> suck that's like Nomura that's dry. Like that, <laughs> that BS of like a fortune teller telling you that you'll find the love of your life if you wear red shoes and then you wear red shoes for the rest of your life. Well, Camille does a good job, so let's just give him everything. Yeah, <laughs> let's get him nice and burnt out. <laughs> that's literally what Square Enix does with Nomura. <laughs> That's true. Okay, listen to you. That is exactly what happens. Yeah, that man is riding in elevators all day long, every day. What we actually don't realize is that Nomura has jumped between world lines. uh, And so the Nomura that we know is actually four different Nomuras. Okay. I thought you were going to say he was constantly rotating. But a collective consciousness now. There is Nomura is not a person, it's just an idea. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I thought I thought a third direction. You were gonna say that Hideki Kamiya is Nomura from another world oh. line. Oh god! <laughs> it's like every every video game savant is just like the same person. Is is yeah. this the plot of Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, you we're know, getting close to it. Who's we yeah. getting there? Yep. Mm-hmm. I still don't this, understand it. Is this what Kojima's book, The Creative Gene, is about? Yeah, he's a, <laughs> there it's like yin and yang Nomura's one side Kojima's the other side those are the two dualities of this being mm-hmm. no they horseshoe oh. they horseshoe into batshit <laughs> yeah. crazy at the bottom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well Japan isn't the only country that has good game developers we have a few here in America like John Romero you might remember him from working on Doom uh he's well and he also worked on daikatana (laughs) i haven't heard of it (laughs) daikatana very good game yeah um that's for your your boomer gamers out there to get that joke (laughs) (laughs) your boomer shooter gamers the the people who read our site are also that because we made the daikatana joke in our news piece about how john romero is working on a new first person shooter on unreal 5. I'm so tired of hearing about Unreal Five. Can it be here yet? God, I know. So because it's so like everything you see, all the tech demos have been so mind blowing. I -hmm. can't wait to get our full Unreal Five game. It's just like I I feel like that that mesh didn't line up correct with like the dawn of a new generation of consoles. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just like playing all of these games, and you just the tech demos are gorgeous, and like. An FPS on Unreal 5 manned by John Romero. That's going to be one of the greatest, most horrific looking, smoothest, fastest, funnest uh, boomer shooter. Yeah, 600 frames per second. And that's when it's running slow. (laughs) Crank this all the way up to a When's the last time he made like a, a cutting edge in terms of graphical design thing? Because I know he's done a bunch of small like stuff. Yeah, I mean, he worked on that uh, Empire of. He did the Empire of Sin. Empire... That's it. Yeah, uh, but that wasn't a shooter. But that's no, that was like a RTS or no, it's a turn-based it like sort a of thing, tactical right? thing of that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I can't think of the last time he made something like you know Doom back then. Yeah. I mean Sigil, I guess, but Sigil is very boomer shooter. That's what right? I mean. Like, yeah. So I'm trying to think of what something that's. That's a more modern kind of take on something. Or at least modern did looking. Work, Doesn't mean that's did, did gonna... he 
work on rage? I have no idea. Maybe. That that id that really brown looking id yeah. game before they made the new Doom. The game that people might only remember because it showed up in Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah, Jesse played it before it came out on this, his TV. Wow. Uh, yeah, it doesn't I, look I like he worked on Rage. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is possibly going to be the first, you know, high cutting edge graphics looking thing that he's made in a long time. Long time. Well, I mean, we're, we're just assuming. I mean, it's Unreal 5, but I mean, he could totally just make something pixely. Yeah, he's using Unreal 5. Doom graphics. <laughs> yeah. But running yeah, in just, Unreal 5. <laughs> just under the hood, it runs really well. It's it's Doom with ray tracing. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> RTX on, RTX off. The, the original Rage game had some fantastic Easter eggs for the original Doom. There's like certain locations you could find. Um, like you just walk up to a to a non like a completely standard looking wall and like hit a hit a secret button somewhere and a door would slide up and it would be the first level of the first doom like mm. fully done in in the original style and everything um just just with a completely new character <laughs> I, mean, I feel like it does that a lot right like didn't they do yeah. that in doom 2016 too right like there were secret doors that would bring you to classic Doom levels. Just like love, love Easter eggs like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what Romero works on next because it's it's kind of going back to his roots again, right? Of like shooter, mm-hmm. but like yeah. this is going to be a big budget thing, maybe. Where we are just guessing, but I mean, there's just something about when you attach Unreal Five to it, it feels like there's going to be a much bigger deal to this, right? And it will be released with a major publisher. We just don't know who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bethesda. Yeah, it's or just, Epic themselves. Games. Just interesting with the guy that's that might be the most influential in terms of uh, developing the FPS genre, coming back mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. You know, 30 years later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, if you haven't uh, read the book Masters of Doom... It's a, a very good read. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, so, obviously so, not perfect in terms of the the history, but it is a very kind of interesting story from start to finish. And Sigil was a shooter, if I remember right, right? And has mm-hmm. a, Romero also worked on like some Doom wads? Yeah, like he hasn't has totally yeah. stepped away. He's been doing stuff forever, but it's mm-hmm. usually small he just hasn't stuff done any here massive. and there. Yeah, so yeah. be interesting if he's got some some big idea what that will be yeah i mean it'll definitely be something worth keeping an eye on right Mm -hmm. like seeing how it goes from here because for as far as i'm aware it's hard to say he's made a bad game aside from daikatana right (laughs) (laughs) i mean he's got a huge list of of what he's made over the years yeah Um, Yeah. just a a huge huge list and not necessarily like lead on but you know helping with engine tools programming mm. stuff like that so um definitely interested to see him on what is going to be the most modern development platform right. um like what what he's planning and what he's gonna do because yeah. uh yeah yeah because it's easy to forget that like 
I mean, he, he is essentially video game royalty. And when you think about like mm-hmm. people who've been in the game for a long time, I feel like it's really easy to come up with a list of Japanese devs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. True. But then, you know, anyone who's not Japanese, I feel like that that's a much shorter list. It's a lot harder to come up with it. Mm-hmm. You've got like what? Todd Howard. Cliffy I mean, B. But, yeah, lots Cliffy of B. If, well, but he's out old now. origin systems people. Yeah that were yeah. around you know ultima and all that and yeah that's yeah. true Gary. Richard, right? yeah yeah maybe it's yeah maybe it's more that a lot of these japanese devs have persisted whereas mm. a number of western devs that's, have, that's have moved on yeah yeah it's a yeah, different and, culture between the two as well mm-hmm. for sure well i think that's a wrap on news for this week let's jump into some games uh rut do you want to tell us about power wash simulator yes um so i took monday off it was my birthday and uh Mm. i didn't want to do anything so i power washed houses for eight straight hours right but what did you do Um, when you got home and wanted to play games uh same thing (laughs) oh okay yeah yeah no it's uh I didn't know what to expect. It's on Games Pass, so I was like, I'll give it a try. Like, sounds like it could be pretty chill. And then, like, four hours pass, and I had been through, like, four or five levels. It's just, like, you're just blasting dirt away um, and, and watching things get clean, and there's just something very cathartic about it where you're like, okay, I started here. All of this stuff was filthy, and you're like, it's immaculate now. Um, so, it, and, and you can go about it kind of any way you want. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of like lost hours without realizing it. So. Can I ask how simulator is it? Cause I remember like lawn mowing sim was like a thing. People were like, oh, you got to check out lawn mowing sim that I booted <laughs> it up and it gets as intense as like, you need to have your blades either at this, the specific inches above the ground or else your the client won't like it. Does it get that intricate? It, it doesn't get that intense. Like you can, um, so in career mode, you can complete jobs to get money. And then with that money, you can get like more powerful power washers, different nozzles, oh. different like soaps and stuff. But you're not timed. Um, and you can just like you can be midway through a level like power washing something and just leave. And it remembers your progress. And then when you finished it, like 100 percented everything and it'll tell you like this is what's remaining. Or if you hover over something, it'll tell you like how much left is left to be cleaned. Um, when you finish, it'll play a video from start to finish of you going around like in, in very fast speed. And it, it's kind of cool to see like, okay, I started a, here. A this time lapse. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And whether you've like saved and come back a couple days later or whatever, it still keeps that like footage, um, which I thought was kind of neat. It wasn't like session based. It's like, okay, you did this. Here's the whole progress. Um, so that was pretty cool nice so you've been playing it on xbox or pc uh pc on games pass so it's on games pass it's on steam um if you're looking for something just kind of chill to like put a movie in the background or just listen to music definitely power wash can you i I played it as well i had the reverse experience (laughs) oh in that i got to like the second level that was like a, a backyard and I would go through and like feel like I did a really good job of like, you know, washing the the uh, the fence of this house, 
and then you can click a button that will like have all of the dirt like highlight and everywhere that i had just been over i'd even like focus down to the more powerful smaller width um nozzle and i would look back and there would just be spots of dirt everywhere and it was like if i if i had like come away from this experience of like meticulously moving the the blaster like down and up and down and up and i looked back and i just saw like a wall of dirt and a wall of clean that would have been satisfying but the fact that like i went through i took my time i did i did what i thought was the right thing to do and there was still just like spatters of dirt everywhere i was just like nah fuck this i closed it down <laughs> i just moved on <laughs> it's like that was not satisfying oh no i did not have any of that problem <laughs> Did you did you pick the right soap? Was your nozzle width the correct width? Were your blades correct be, number of inches off honest, the ground? To be honest, I don't even buy the soaps. Oh. And there's really no like no major difference. I think like if you buy them, you can clean things a little faster, a little better. But it is it's, it's just, still going to be clean. I just go in lines, and it's just mm. super satisfying for me. So as a gamer, soap is not important. Is <laughs> 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 what. <you're... laughs> That's perfect. That seems to be yes. a wide-held belief. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, in our in our Slack, oh, you just posted the fucking Danny DeVito sledding my <laughs> That's all I could think and about. I, I, so that's what I thought, too, when Rut was like, yeah, I just love blasting yeah. the dirt away. <laughs> so, anyway, I started blasting. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about this game. Like, can you imagine telling somebody years ago, be like, all right, I'm playing a game about the, this job, this work. That I, yeah. I'm just doing this work, this fake work to pass my time. And they're like, they're like, I don't have money to eat. And you're like, well, I'm going to clean this house <laughs> in a virtual world. <laughs> Peace. Well, we're just getting ready for the metaverse. Yeah. You know? Tell you what, that's, that's, where, that's where blockchain will make sense. Mm. You show up to a house, you power washing simulator it, and then you lawnmower simu simulate that house. And then you do like the house renovation simulator. And then, I don't know, you find some real estate trading simulator game. House that flipper. Would, that, yeah, that would be where it all makes sense is to, to allow all three different like aspects of the game to like merge together on a single like house file. Right. And then when you're done, you, you get your keys put on your shoes and boots and you get out there to do your, your Euro truck simulator driving because you're, yep. you're driving cargo yep. from one place to the other. Beautiful. And then there there's some go. simulator of it. you unloading the cargo into the warehouse. Right. And it's like, there's gotta be like a warehouse simulator, right? There, I mean, there's, there's car mechanics. There's sim. car mechanic simulator. There's yeah. gas station PC, simulator, like PC building oh, sim, man. PC building Far sim. There's farming sim esports. That I, is true. Yes. Yeah. Right. People people are crazy with these simulators. <laughs> There's even a goat simulator. That yeah, one's fun. I've one hundred percent completed yeah. that one. But are you getting but are you getting goat fair. simulator three? Uh oh, don't rip that band-aid off again. Two yet. No, I I did the goats <laughs> MMO and goat zombie simulator. I didn't get the space DLC. I know that there's the new one coming out. Um, I also played a little bit of that deer deer simulator game. 
But that's just another stupid one. Like you're a deer walking along and it's like, oh, press right trigger to to run. And you expect the deer to just like go faster. The deer gets up on its hind legs and starts like full (laughs) Iron Man sprinting um, with like a, a dust trail behind his feet. Can that's how like, deer normally that's exactly how they run can yeah. you like kill the deer part of it is avoiding hunters no <laughs> no it's like it's you like set run, in a city it it's very goat sim-esque yeah. uh, well so while you're playing deer simulator someone else is over there playing big game hunt yeah. thing like one of those hunting <laughs> sims so it's like it's a it's they're a online <laughs> pvp experience you know it all comes back to the metaverse exactly well, Stretch, it seems like you've been playing a lot of uh, animal-based simulation-type games. I, I have, surprisingly. So mm-hmm. I got I wasn't able to talk about it last week, but I got access to Stray, which is now out free on PlayStation Plus Essential. Extra? Extra? It's extra. Whatever it is. Extra and premium. Not essential. I hate the naming convention. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been playing Stray on my PS5. That is a really fantastic game. Um, definitely, there's a whole bunch that none of the promotional material let on to that I'm really glad that they didn't. So, you know, I'm not going to go for spoilers or anything. It's a really fun game. It's got a really cool story about, you know, a, a future world where humans have died out and robots are living in a city, you know, that is like under a dome uh, protected Probably from the, the elements. Best. Isn't right. that a Stephen King book? Under uh, the Dome. Yeah, it's a similar concept. But, like, imagine that all humans died out, the robots kept living, but the robots, like, never left the Dome again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just a, a cat that falls into that world and finds a little robot drone buddy. Um, there's some really fantastic, like, very cat-centric elements to it. I'm a... I own three cats. Uh... The first time I loaded up the game and started spamming the dedicated meow button, um, I had all three cats like looking at the TV, <laughs> coming up close to the TV, standing on the uh, standing on the entertainment console, and just like dead ass, like you know, two inches from the screen, trying to stare down the digital cat. Oh. Um, but it's That's really fun. Like game. half of Twitter over the last oh, week yeah, is people no, sharing videos like, have... of their cats been loving this i was uh i was like messaging my sister in australia who's like not a gamer at all um and i brought up you know because she and i swap photos of our cats as you were as you were going to do as a cat owner mm-hmm. um and i and i brought up you know that i was playing stray and sent the photos and even she had said like oh i've been seeing videos of this game everywhere it looks really cute yeah yeah, I mean, it is very cute. And I, I played maybe only in hours. I only just got the robot companion, so barely mm-hmm. even dipped my paws into it. But I love how much there's just... <laughs> every one of you just like, fuck this guy. Um, so I no, love how there's just I'm a lot of, of... you. Thank you. There's a lot of cat stuff that just doesn't fucking matter. Like every carpet I've come across, you can just scratch at it. Yeah. It doesn't do anything as far as I'm aware. Like it, it, there's uh, there's I a mean, trophy if you if you scratch something in every chapter of the game. Yeah, That's so it. it does nothing important. <laughs> so <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> a trophies and achievements are just uh, early days NFTs. That's all they are. Yeah, exactly. Or you can like push stuff off the off the edge of rooftops mm-hmm. or tables, and it's like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, some cases matters, but you know, it's yeah. it's just so everything you you think about like when you own a cat or see cats being playful this game just has that yep Mm -hmm. it's 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 a fantastic fun little game it's probably only like a five or six hour experience um and i think in europe they just launched like a uh you know get playstation plus essentials for you know for free seven day trial kind of thing um so it's definitely a definitely a reason to check out the subscription. Mm-hmm. He is. Does it get a photo mode later or no? Like, no, there is no photo yeah. mode. That I was a, very surprised about that's that. A big miss, like, hmm. right? That's not even something that I thought about. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I, I wanted to send pictures of the game to people, but I was like, it, the camera is is a little like hard to get a good close up of the yeah. cat. Yeah. So. Yeah, when I was when I was messing with my cats, because I have you know I have a quite a large TV compared to my cats, um, mm. I was spending time trying to like back <laughs> back the camera into a corner and then have the cat walk up, so I'd have like a a forty inch across <laughs> cat head looking down and then just spamming that meow button. <laughs> I, that might that's one of the funniest sentences I've ever heard. I have a pretty large TV in relation to the size of my cats. It's like, what? We're no, we're no longer measuring right. in inches. Uh, we're measuring in cats. Is your TV two cats long, three cats long? It's di- we measure diagonally. Yeah, Probably three or four cats long. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Straight so far is... It is very cute. Like, it's just... Like, even if, uh, I don't know if a lot of people are going to finish it, but I think there's just so much power that it has and like mm-hmm. being so shareable and oh, like, yeah. everyone just wants to see the cat on plus, like, it's great. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's also a cool thing is like, they're getting so much free, free marketing, free advertising, which is great. This is like Annapurna's biggest hit at this point. Um, there's, you know, it's, it's just like incredible how much support like how many people have been playing this even on steam where it is not free it like tripled the launch day numbers of their next biggest game Mm. um which is so cool to see and it will allow annapurna to keep making their quirky little games that they love to make and that people love to to play and share so have they uh uptoned for their sins From, uh, oh, 12 minutes? Yeah. yeah, from 12 minutes. Yeah, I mean, they publish. You, sometimes you got to take the bads. Yeah, the goods, well, this, you know? this, this, this cat isn't like a product no, of Sometimes incest, you got to take the sisters with the wives. Yeah. You do. Yeah, well, I mean, because Annapurna just publishes. They don't develop all these games. So. This is correct. Yeah. But you're telling me this cat is not, you know... Are we spoiling is, 12 minutes? Are you trying a, to say this cat a, is incestuous? Yeah, it's not an incestuous child, is it? <laughs> there is there is there is no cat incest. So can you say that like definitively or they just don't say it? <laughs> I can say that definitively. They go over the origin of the cat. Uh 
Where the yeah. fuck are we going with this? I'm just going to say yes so that we can move along from this topic. <laughs> this is so uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? Hey, you got to have real conversations. This is Otten's, uh, Otten's piping in to have a conversation between bouts of Zootopia porn. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> if, if you're into Zootopia porn, Otten, I have a game for you. It's called Rune Factory 5 because there are definitely some, some yiffy porn uh, furry type shit in that. Uh, it's a farming sim, but... You know, you're human, but there's a lot of like wolf man or uh, like kind of kitty girl things going on in it that you and can. My name them. is Andrew, please. Isn't, uh, <laughs> isn't that just a game made in Japan? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've played those. Yeah. I've played some of those. You, you played a game made in Japan yeah, before? A couple of them. <laughs> like Dynasty Warriors 4? Uh,. That one and, you know, like Mario. So is it like Mario? It's a lot like Mario in that it's not. But he, he, um, he wears a cat suit. He does, yeah. Uh, no, Rune Factory 5 is the sequel to, I mean, like Rune Factory 4 came out like eight like years ago now on the DS, 3DS. Like it's kind of an older game. Um, I did not expect Rune Factory 5 to come out. But then it did like a few months ago on Switch, <laughs> and now it's out on Steam, which is where I've been playing it because I've heard on the Switch it doesn't run very well. Um, but it's it's your typical like if you like Stardew Valley, this is in that same vein of like you farm and then you go mining and then you fight monsters and you befriend the villagers and you give them gifts and eventually marry one of them. And there's always like story, fun little storylines with all the characters. Like it's it's of that ilk, and I think it does it fairly well. But it doesn't do anything groundbreaking. So, as someone who really enjoyed Rune Factory in the past, this is just nice to play it in modern. Like it's it's a modern new version of it, but it's still the same it's, stuff they, for the most they part. They haven't messed with the formula. It's the game that you like with modern day accommodations. Mm-hmm. modern day accommodations but also one thing that's really fucking annoying is your character when you pick up something your character has to say something like all right this will come in handy it, it's very much the, then you pick up a lot of shit in the game yeah, so it's say, very much the donald game. duck <laughs> yeah it's the donald duck like the, this is a good place to find ingredients sort of shit all over again because your your dude just spams <laughs> like all right all right all, all, all right like it's just can you can you shut up please can i you, know i picked you, up a rock i don't can you turn down voice volumes i mean probably i haven't checked on that because I, I imagine that might turn down everyone else's volumes yeah. too like all the other characters just go into the game files and delete all of those audio files <laughs> i have thought about it um i actually have thought about diving into the game files because i've been playing it on the steam deck and it's actually not very steam deck compatible so this is my first time trying to wade into those waters and i've looked up mm-hmm. some forum posts and there are people who are like oh yeah if you just kind of like go into linux on your steam deck and like go into the files etc cetera, etc cetera. you can do this this and that which i haven't done yet but it would do stuff like it couldn't play any fmvs so no cutscenes would play huh. it would just show like like the color bars like it wouldn't render any video which was interesting um and all of the like tool tips are like keyboard mouse controls instead of like abxy 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's been, it's been interesting kind of like seeing the Steam Deck kind of raw force its way through and like still kind of override some of the weird compatibilities that like, or compatibility issues that Proton has with some games. Um, but I mean, aside from those like technical issues, Rune Factory has been a lot of fun. Just kind of chill, zone out, farm I some did, turnips. I did try to look up to see whether someone had made a mod to remove those voices there is a mod for less compressed textures that you probably oh. want to use especially if you know if it is a switch game that has come to steam and you're playing it on a steam deck i'm gonna guess that it's gonna be powerful enough to uh to deal with some less compressed textures so uh give that a yeah. check out on nexus mods <laughs> maybe because uh like get, get this shit um Last time I played Rune Factory was on a 3DS, and now I'm playing Rune Factory on a Switch or on a Steam Deck. Doesn't look that much different, um, <laughs> which is saying a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, the character models are more high res and detailed, but yeah, there, there's still some. It's very cartoony, so I think it gets away with like not being the most realistic looking graphics or whatever. Is it definitely just seems like a game from a previous generation, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Rune Factory uh, 5 is not on Unreal Engine 5, is what you're saying. It is not. It is on whatever engine Marvelous is using. Bummer. Um, yeah. But it is, it's very weeby farm type stuff. If that's your vibe, it's out on Switch. It's yeah. also now out on Steam. So we got all kinds of the, the weed farmers are, are eating good soon lately. We got Harvestella coming or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am excited for Harvestella. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. I'm pretty there's pumped a, for that one. There's been a lot of like big farming crafting sims coming out and stuff. I guess it's just, you know, development. That's the genre of a, choice right now. Yeah. Has veered that way. Mm -hmm. What 2008 was like the year of the zombies. <laughs> and now we've got the year of the harvest. <laughs> Yeah, battle royales. Well, it was battle royales. Now into that. Wait, what yep. if there's a battle royale farming sim? You think they could make that work? I'm sure they could. Probably. I mean, technically, that was Fortnite. Sure. What? Is there you any would, farming? You would. Well, or I mean, you building? would you would uh, hit shit to get resources and then build oh, things. So I have some things to say about Fortnite. This oh, goody. Me. So we now go live on the scene to Andrew Watton who's just remembered something. So I uh <laughs> I feel like this it's the first time I've ever felt like, oh my god, I'm like I'm and this you guys are gonna laugh because of what I say normally. But it's I've really felt like wow, I'm like in the older generation now of stuff. Mm, you're a boomer. Yeah, because I was watching some uh clips of Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite. Which has got to be, I got to be one of the like two game people that play games that not played it. Yeah. I'm the other yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was watching some clips of it. Um, it's just, it's so fucking batshit, just the stuff that happens in that. Like, for, we, like, <laughs> it's, it's wild. Cause I, when I think of it, it's always, like, oh, it's just a battle, another battle royale thing. Right. Not like, oh, there's fucking, there's a shark will fly out of nowhere and will eat you and it's like what people are driving big ass fucking buses to run people over and there's just insane shit going on in the world all the time it's wild 
and like all the crazy yeah, it started pretty normal the crazy and then skins it got out of that are out there it, it is if people think about multiverse they're the first ones that are doing it i've yep. always thought that they've they've okay. done really cool shit development wise but i didn't realize just how nuts it's gotten they are they are the closest thing that we have to ready player one yes yeah absolutely <laughs> Okay, I didn't realize this was going to... Like, I thought you were going to bring up some extra weird shit Fortnite does. Uh, I didn't realize this would be like Boomer Discovers yeah. Fortnite. No, no. So <laughs> it was like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, I knew what it was, and I, I just... And I thought... I knew there was a... They've, they've got all kinds of licensed skins, like a shit ton of them from all the biggest right. stuff. I knew all that. I just mm -hmm. didn't realize that... Because I, I don't know. I guess I always thought of it as a... a pretty competitive thing but really it seems to be people just going and fuck around and there are also obviously people that are competitive and want to get there to win and all that shit but like there's so much just nonsense happening i'm glad that that exists it definitely started <laughs> off like in that competitive oh sphere, I know. yeah and they were it like big oh yeah. we can do some crazy shit now let's let's literally break the world yeah mm -hmm. um yeah or let's uh, let's create a Martin Luther King Jr. experience. In yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Remember that thing? You know, you, uh, <laughs> you know, when you take some swings, there's going to be some misses. <laughs> yeah, that was a big miss. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's yeah. just I, I think that um, in general, though, I think that a lot of the legacy media stuff for games is not good at covering stuff like that, like Fortnite. Like they'll cover the big updates and whatever. But in terms of like what actually mm -hmm. is going on within the game, I don't think it's covered all that well. And it's just mm. it's an interesting thing to think about. It's something that's insanely popular, obviously. Um, and I just I don't know if they get enough credit for the unique kind of stuff that they've been doing development wise and creatively. Um, it's just they do some neat stuff. I mean, heck, they you know they were part of a plot point in the uh, Rise of Skywalker, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, Much it was big Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So anyway, I was I was just it was a realization of like that it's I thought it was a more of a serious shooter when it's it's just become this it's see I'm, I'm sure there must be a mode in there where it's just like we just want to do the shooting blah 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 whatever a regular old battle yeah it's called no build Fortnite. Mode. Well, wasn't didn't Fortnite start as like some cookie cutter basic ass you build a fort and fight zombies it was gonna be yeah, like a survival it's, it's thing. The world. tower defense yeah 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 that was, was fortnite saved the world. the world yeah and then they saw the popularity of PUBG, and they were like yeah let's do a, a battle royale and at the time i was like super into PUBG. and i was yeah. like this is stupid and they just, they're not they gonna do anything good completely <laughs> yeah and yeah. then we they quit playing uh, PUBG for it so yeah. yeah i mean PUBG just didn't keep up it's well, still the big difference i think Still pretty popular. I think the big difference between PUBG and a lot of newer battle royales is it's not forty-five to one-hour matches. Yeah, forty-five minute to one-hour matches. Like it's yeah. you're in, you're out in ten to fifteen minutes, and you're on to the next match. Mm -hmm. Whereas PUBG is mean, like a lot of setup f with very little reward. Yeah, it's um, a lot of setup to get shot in the back of the head by someone you didn't see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, I thought there's gotta be different modes and stuff in Fortnite because there's like. They had the Thanos thing when that when Infinity they've, War was they've out. They've had modes. They they usually call them limited time yeah, modes. Right. So they would do you would have your standard like you know hundred people in the match, yeah. and then they would do like an LTM that's like fifty v fifty, and so you yeah. have these giant forts of people just firing rockets and shit at each other. And they had a lot of other like just smaller ones where they were like, oh, this would be a cool dumb thing to to let people play for a week. Yeah, like fighting um, Darth Vader. 
yeah getting his life well yeah they had like sith versus jedi at one point and yeah it it was they've done some interesting stuff to start with like the platform i I haven't i don't think i've spent enough time thinking about it because it's always like oh fortnite's fortnite right i don't play it i Mm -hmm. generally know what it is and uh it's just seeing their updates is what they do and like i don't know they, they seem to be the smartest in terms of I don't just have, like pursuing these neat ideas that somehow fit the game <laughs> weirdly. Yeah. Well, they do like I mean they do these these live events yeah. too, like legit like con- uh, concerts, concerts with like Marshmallow and, and didn't they do some like didn't they watch Inception once for before Tenet came out and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's big Travis Scott event. Yeah. So I mean, if they do uh, some neat neat stuff that nobody's really doing. I can't think of anybody that's in that sim- similar realm in any way. No. Um, well because fortnite just has the reach too yeah right? that's like, part of it you're not gonna see like you don't really see any other game do like we're gonna market thanos and then also darth vader yep. for star wars like yeah yeah uh, it's just a, like imagine that in apex that's just not gonna no. happen something that made me think that it's one that i think fortnite weirdly overlooked by because i mean uh we're in that like older gamer like not real there's people that are much older than us to play you know been around games since the beginning but it's definitely the generation after us that's the the Fortnite generation in a way. Mm-hmm. So I think it's easy to overlook it. And I think most people that cover games are our age that aren't like YouTubers and Twitch streamers. So it's easy to not remember. But I don't know. Just made me think about it. Like it's 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 really neat what they're doing. Well, I'm glad you've discovered this hidden indie. Not gem. that I've discovered. I just thought about uh, it. <laughs> Yeah, Grandpa's reminiscing about the good old days. <laughs> good old yeah. days. Wait, wait till I, I'm wait, wait till I tell things. you about Witcher Three. It's it's this other indie gem yeah. that uh, also very criminally over. Anyway, I had a sincere moment. Day, so we fuck had you guys. Dynasty Warriors Four, and we liked it. <laughs> Sometimes a fighting game got Link, or maybe Spawn. <laughs> you know what? I just I just won't I won't bring up stuff ever again. If this is how you guys are gonna be. <laughs> That's gonna be a bad podcast. That's just how you guys are gonna be. There's never nope. <laughs> you know, we, we should play Fortnite. All four of us. You should Nope. Squad oh, up. Game's stupid. We're oh, dropping, man. boys. Apparently I'm, I'm, oh. I don't need to talk about it. it's dumb. <laughs> okay, well you can sit back and relax because we're the Tech Raptor you, podcast you, where we go out of our way to upset on. <laughs> you you two want to talk about Resident, the Netflix Resident Evil show, for some reason, because it is good. I sure. like it. The first thing that I say. All oh, right, it. yeah. No, it's okay. So, first two episodes, rough. I guess. Oh, well, well hold on. Yes. Before yeah. before we can do it, spoilers, spoilers as a heads up. If so, if, if you do care for some reason, uh, <laughs> these two are going to spoil Resident Evil on Netflix, and starting now. So Go for it. The first two episodes it's rough rough it it takes some time to get into it they have the character uh billy that they introduce while a billy eilish song is playing super on the nose that first episode has the zootopia porn joke that's a bit <laughs> weird don't know i don't know why in what the the that portion of the show is set in 2024 I don't know why in 2024 you'd be making a joke about furry porn from a <laughs> from a late 2010s movie. Well, they're working on Zootopia Plus, so 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, it would be back in the minds in the in the psyche of the the generation next. Mm-hmm. After those first two episodes, though, it starts picking up hard. Um, I still I was overall less interested in the post-apocalyptic future storyline until like the final episode but the stuff that they had going on in the present day all of the tense moments with albert wesker and the the girls and the bite and the like the discovering of you know how umbrella covered up the raccoon city incident by saying oh it was a gas leak and whole whole people whole bunch of people died and there was maybe an explosion it's like no they nuked that motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but they do start getting more and more into what makes classic Resident Evil good with the, the suspenseful, the sp- like the suspenseful movements, the classic throwbacks, uh, like the, the zombie dogs. Uh, and one thing that I really appreciated was that they tried to fit in a sizable amount of like the old Resident Evil puzzle solving as well. Like a clue that leads to another clue that leads to another clue. And now oh, there's the basement. Yeah. Um, the kind of stuff that you would get in Resident Evil 1 and 2 and 0. Uh, and, you know, more recently they've they've kind of brought back that puzzle aspect of it as well. Uh, but they really do end up like finding their groove and getting into a really good pacing with everything, even in the future storyline. Cliffhanger ends with a fucking banger. Uh, Has me very excited. Hopefully they'll green light a season two. But I was saying the same thing about Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. So (laughs) (laughs) So things are not voting well. And and I also plan to be hoping the same thing about the One Piece Netflix series. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, this, I is, this say guy to like you, Cowboy Bebop, just people that are listening about Resident Evil, just so you know. Yeah. The live, the live action, action one. one. Hey, okay. Auten. Hey, Auten. Yeah. I like you too. Yeah, that says a lot about you. You, you idiot. <laughs> you should have made this judgment a long time ago. <laughs> but I got to say too, uh, Lance Reddick stole the show. Oh, like, yeah. Just the... Like the different levels of like personality that he showed in in just a number of different scenes, like the where uh, he had to come in for like the parent teacher parent teacher just unhinged, and that was so good. Um, Where he's just like he just looks at the guy and he's like, "Do you know who I am?" And the guy works for Umbrella too, and he's like, "Well, yeah." And then he the and then it slowly dawned on the guy. He's like, "Oh fuck." He's like, do you want to keep your job? He's like, I can replace you in a minute. And it's just like, it's the most savage thing that that could have happened in that scenario where it's two parents like bickering over one child beating the shit out of another. And uh, he showed it there. And then there's like these other glimpses of just just incredible acting on his part. Incredible um, acting. Incredible I always look power. forward to scenes with with him in it. Mm-hmm. Um so he's which isn't surprising he's phenomenal at what he does he's still looking mm-hmm. for his iconic slave role not this one so resident evil is actually good is, is what I think you if, two are what i've told people i think is if you can kind of suspend what you've learned from resident evil games 
and kind of think of this in its own its own light it is a unique and interesting story um it starts off very slow um you don't like most of the characters to start but over time like as as things get established it just gets more intense in terms of the relationships between each of them i mean there's a scene in that last episode that i was like what's gonna happen here and then it was like oh shit um where uh she shoots her son um uh, the, that was that was yeah, that i was did not powerful. see that one coming um mm. i was like oh they're gonna he's gonna make a deal with her to uh to help cure him and she just shoots him in the head i was expecting Fuck. that that would be a case you know when when one of the the character's sons gets bitten i was expecting that what they would do there would be like a, oh inject him with this that whatever and then we would get a tyrant uh or mm-hmm. some kind of like nemesis looking eyeball monster whatever um the route that they took of just not kill him was was very uh abrupt (laughs) yeah yeah and no stakes no stakes no stakes to oh fuck like shit's going down yeah that that last i mean that last episode was phenomenal like just Mm -hmm. so many things happened that like like the fucking uh crocodile the mutated yeah. um, size of a goddamn oil tanker crocodile. That shit was dope. Um, yeah. So stuff that was like that, cool. like reminiscent of like the giant fish monster thing from like Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yeah. a giant caterpillar in the first episode and stuff that like that they really understand where they come from um, yeah. and and seek to build on that. And it, it just evoked evoked a lot of original resident evil what i enjoy about that that franchise Mm -hmm. no punching boulders though that's a shame that'll come in season two (laughs) because what i've heard a lot of people say is like because they named it resident evil a lot of people walk in with resident evil expectations but if they name this something else like some other you know zombie type whatever name it maybe would have been received differently because then you wouldn't have those preconceived resident evil notions. I I think that's been the problem with a lot of the reboots that haven't been received. Well, is you walk in with these preconceived notions of like, I've played all of these games. I know the history. And then this just doesn't feel right to me or whatever. I think that if it was like, I don't know, they renamed it something and it was the Z virus and it was like kind of like hints to resident evil maybe people would have received it a little better, given it more of a chance. It's but. it's like the gamer version of, oh, well, it's not like that in the book. Yeah, Like, it's uh, it's kind yeah. of that mentality to it of, like, well, Druids you know, can't turn into owlbears. <laughs> not even get started on that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, you know, even, even starting up and seeing Albert Wesker as a family man, um, the, you know, the head of, like research, you know, working on this project for a new drug that's ma- meant to help like make people happier in their lives and stuff. Even that is such a stark juxtaposition between the Albert Wesker with the close crew cut full leather outfit kind of thing. Um, like from the get go, if someone's like, oh man, Albert Wesker is going to be evil as all hell. And it's just like, oh no, he's, he's a nice guy. Um, mm. even like that is probably enough to throw some dissonance in for people 
Well, they even make, there's even a little bit of a reference to the ruthless Wesker. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Because um, without, everyone's I don't really want to spoil that because that was, yeah. It's, um, it's yeah. fun. It's, it keeps you guessing. Um, yeah. They keep throwing twists, throwing developments. Yeah. Where everything you think you knew, they don't really follow perfectly. And I'm sure that'll be probably part of why people don't receive it as well as it's like, well, that was that's not how it happened in the in the games or yeah. in any of the other media. It's it's definitely very different. Um, and that's probably by design. And so hopefully, you know, I can see why GameSpot and IGN rated it well. Um, and I can also see why some people would not like it. Um, I think. Like, but if you give it a chance, there is there is a story there. There is um something to it that's interesting um and it's not perfect resident evil but uh yeah <laughs> my wife just said she said if you can handle complete dumb bitch behavior from the main characters <laughs> um it's great there there are yeah. some peak like moments of of horror movie of like well clearly i've been bitten by a monster dog in a facility that my father runs and now we've found secret evidence that the government and this company are controlling shit. How about I ask my hacker friend to do something instead of asking my dad? There's mm -hmm. definitely like a lot of those, you know, well, this would be solved if X, Y, Z moments. Uh, but, right. you know, you got to suspend that. I think I think your wife was very correct there, Rutt. <laughs> Lots yeah. of dumb bitch moments. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Uh, okay, my final question for you guys: This or Halo? What what made the jump to TV better? I think this did, and I say that as like as a genuine fan of the games and as someone who also enjoyed the Halo TV show. Um, I think this was better because it wasn't as much of a dissonant step. Because like Halo was fun, Halo was not Halo. Halo, you could you could palette swap that very easily. Um, there was a lot less that was tell. memorable with Halo. Mm. Yeah, I think like I think that this series did a better job establishing the characters and the relationships between those characters and why certain things matter. Where Halo just kind of feels like let's just go crazy and see what sticks. Um, mm. It definitely for me, and I loved Halo. I really enjoyed it um it was a fun watch like stretch said if you can kind of suspend your belief um and suspend what you know about halo um this one just gripped me a little bit better um in terms of story and like actually wondering like i don't even i don't know what to think of what season two of halo is going to be i'm actively wondering what season two of resident evil is going to be um like there's enough there that they that they kind of left as a cliffhanger at the end that I'm very curious what that next step is. Um, and we just know that season two of Halo is going to probably just be Master Chief being a dumb bitch again. Um, so. Okay. Dumb bitches all, right, all around. Dumb bitches all around. Because, yeah, I've only seen the first episode and I do have to say that was did not leave the strongest impression. Like I, I picked up some of the plot threads they were leaving and then I was like, well, I don't really it care. Was, it was episode three that started to hook me in. Um, yeah. Like one, one and two was fine. Two was fine. But yeah, three, 
three was where it began to hook and and five is the one that had like the fun puzzle elements that that i think was a really fantastically done yeah. and it's what right. eight episodes yeah. i think yeah so it's not i mean it's not crazy long the episode i mean the episodes are like an hour and 20 minutes each but um so are the new orville episodes um so i think that's kind of a direction a lot of people are you can tell better stories in hour and 20 minute episodes than you can in a 45 minute yeah for sure Otten, do you have any thoughts as a, i know you're a rabid fan of both of the tv shows just wanted to give you any not not any a single word of that sold piece. me on anything uh, it's, it still sounds <laughs> fucking awful the idea of 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 hand waving away people making really fucking dumb decisions, unless the person has been pre-established as being really fucking that, stupid. No, but that's sucks. just horror movies. Yeah, in that's general. why horror movies fucking suck. Like, <laughs> that's just bad writing. It's contrivance. It's awful. I, I'm not not a fan of that. Contrivance for contrivance's sake is stupid. You can write it. So you can write you, cleverly. Did you think? Did you think that that the uh, giant eagles should have just flown the hobbits to, no, <laughs> to Mount Doom. I'm not, you're not going to get me. <laughs> not, not getting me on that one. <laughs> no, nope, nothing Nothing about it has sold me. It sounds bad. I mm. mean, it, it's in the fact that all the TV critics are shitting on it, which like universally almost give everybody fucking 100% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's not a good sign either to me. <laughs> It's like mm. so easy to make them happy. <laughs> do you think they're gonna do that with the Lord of the Rings show? Maybe I think Lord of the Rings show is gonna be bad, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about it. I'm, yeah. I'll be sad. The D and D movie looks dope. D and D movie looks just it worried. looks the right amount of stupid, and it knows that it's stupid. Although, yeah, well, the, for me, it's like D and D is not meant to be yep. serious. You yeah. know, when you when you get together with your friends around the table to play D and D, you're in for a stupid night. Mm-hmm. And that movie looks like it's going for that. It, yeah, it definitely looks like it's going for that. It's the same thing as like Vox Machina, where it's just like a party of heroes making stupid decisions over yeah. and over again, um, which is cold. like my brand of D anD. d But I mean, I th- for Rings of Power, it could be interesting. Like Amazon's done some pretty interesting original series lately. Um, mm. I'll be curious. Like the Reacher show was pretty good. Um, so I mean. Maybe we'll get lucky and we'll get something good to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Not not after Wheel of Time. Maybe start a, the Hobbit trilogy. Maybe we should start a spinoff TV show podcast. We really T- ner- should. Nerdy TV shows. Yeah, there's stretch a fuck and, ton of those Stretch and out. Rutledge agree and Otten and, and Scrappy think they're idiots. Um, Most that, are bad. That, that will be the... yeah. Here's a hot take. The Witcher show's bad. Anyway, see you guys <laughs> next week. Should we... Should we... <laughs> 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 And subscribe to our Patreon where we go into that for another hour. <laughs> we really should uh, just do like an entire episode of just shooting the shit about specific I, TV hey, series. I, I kind of agree. It's kind of mid. So that does it for this week's episode of the Tech Raptor Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on and share it with a friend if you would also like to laugh at our hot takes. Um, and la- leave a comment down below. Did you finish the Resident Evil Netflix series? Do you agree with Stretch and Rut? Or are you do, do you feel differently? Let- let's just leave it at that. Let us know down below, either on YouTube or on our site. Um, if you want more news, reviews, and features, and all of that good stuff, we publish those every day at techraptor.net. And if you want more of this show, we will be back next Monday. 
We'll see you then. 